I started studying this last night, this subject, and I wasn't satisfied. When I got up this morning, I, thought, I said, Lord, I'm not sure that's what I'm supposed to teach today. And he said, well, where'd you get the thoughts? <laughs> Isn't that just like the Holy Spirit? Okay, then I'm going to teach it because I needed it. And so when, he, when I need it, you get it. <laughs> and, but I thought... You know, he has such a wonderful sense of humor. Now, now everybody, you got to still love me when we get through with this lesson today. I, I text Tanya the title, and it's Procrastination and Good Intentions. You know, it, it's, uh, the bird tells us it's for instruction and correction and all of that, doesn't it? Well, I want to build a fire under us all so much that we get energized and make the decision that today is the day for change. This is just what I wrote down as my own words. Today is the day to get started on what I need to do and what I need to change. No more waiting for the right time. Have we not said that time and again? Well, this is just not the right time. I can at least do something to get started on my goals because we're going to be talking about goals, even if it is only something small. The point is we've got to get started doing something. And when I ended today's lesson, I, I've ended it with uh, let go of whatever is stopping you. And the Lord said, go get that book. I do have that book. It's an old, old. Did y'all have this back in the day? In the, you got it? Well, get it out again, Karen. The Lord said, go get that book. Well, I was ironing this shirt, and I had 10 minutes to find this book. And so uh, I ironed it downstairs in my storage room. It's a big storage room, and that's where all my books are. And I thought, no, Lord, I've got to find that book. You told me to go get it. And so I went and got it. It's, it's Let Go of Whatever Makes You Stop by John L. Mason. And it's an old book. And I haven't had time to reread it. But when he told me to go get it, I'm going to reread it. We may be teaching it next week. I don't know. Well, we won't be here next week. It'll be spring break. But he said, go on the back of the book. He says, go from where you are to where you want to be. Write that down. That's good. Go from where you are to where you want to be. And, you know, I, I just looked at the back of it. Uh, man, that's good. We need to write that down. He says, hold on. You're on the verge of discovering new momentum for your life. Y'all be wanting this book. I, it's old. God wants you to let go of whatever makes you stop. And I just opened it up, and I, I, well, really, I read kind of the, what the index said. And he covers an area on here on excuses, and, and I've already written all, all of that this morning, uh, you know, to teach. And I thought, that's in there somewhere. So I was going to read this, this to you. 99% of failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. I thought, no wonder you wanted me to go look this book up, because I had talked about excuses in our lesson today. 99% of failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. You are never a failure until you begin to blame somebody else, so stop blaming others. You'll find that when you become good at making excuses, you won't be good at anything else. Now, that's worth reading again. Holy Spirit, I know you're here. You'll bring all these things to our remembrance because you said you would. You'll find that when you become good at making excuses, you won't be good at anything else. 
Excuses are the tools a person with no purpose or vision uses to build great momentums of emptiness. Excuses are tools a person uses with no purpose. Anyway, boy, I'm fixing to start on page one in this. You know, and I, I mean, he, there's something in there I, he wants me to know. So y'all probably get it next week. Karen will be getting her book out. But procrastination. I love this story about an older woman. This, this just, I have laughed and I have laughed because I could see this. I could image this. I are an older woman. <laughs> I'm not this old. Okay. He says, I, uh, my grandmother decided to follow through with her decision to start walking four miles a day. Now we don't know where in the world she is. <laughs> is that not the cutest thing? <laughs> now we don't know where in the world she is. She made the decision to walk those four miles. And she just, you know. <laughs> so wherever she stopped at on those four miles, she just took up from there and kept walking. <laughs> well, that could be a lesson for us, couldn't it? <laughs> Keep walking, girls. <laughs> okay. That was, I, I don't know, I, that just hit me funny. <laughs> I've read it two or three times. <laughs> okay, procrastination means to put off doing something till later. Or to defer taking action. I th you know, I really think this lesson's for me. <laughs> so, did you accomplish everything you needed to do yesterday? Well, listen to the no's in here. Well, that's why God said, teach this. And I said, are you sure? Or did you come once again? Or did you once again... Put off doing those things you were going to do. That's procrastination. Excuses. Okay, let's go to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. You know, we can have fun with the word, can't we? God does have a sense of humor. He says, Brethren, I count not myself to have, to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, so in the New Living Translation that Philippians 3.13 says, uh, I had so much tears in my eyes here, it's kind of hard. I've got to get those dried out. Um, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it yet, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, the past failures, the past not doing what I needed to do, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And he's, what it means is I'm going to quit focusing and putting my attention on what I didn't accomplish yesterday. Don't beat yourself up. Okay, or in other words, on my past failures. That's not where our focus needs to be because we will self-condemn if we do that. And God said there is now no condemnation to those who walk in the spirit, not after the flesh. And so that's what we're correcting today. The word is correcting us, correcting me. Okay, so I'm not going to look back at what I didn't get done yesterday that I said I was going to do, that I thought I might, I, that I needed to do, and didn't do it. Why? Because I made excuses. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. Well, you know what tomorrow is. Well, good intentions will get you nowhere. If I'm looking backward and thinking about what I didn't get done or, and thinking, man, I wasted my whole day. I've said that. I've wasted my whole day. I didn't get done what I really wanted to get done. Something came that interfered with my intentions. Distractions come. Great distractions. Okay. So I wasted my whole day. 
I had a day like that yesterday. I wonder why God had me teach this. <laughs> I thought, I can do that tomorrow. Now, there are times that's okay. Let me say that. There are times that, that it is okay to, to wait and to do something later, just as long as you do it. But most of the time, it's not. If I'm looking backward, then I'm not looking forward. Keep your eyes focused on the prize. Amen. Praise God. So let's forget yesterday. And let's focus on today. And, and tomorrow. Okay? So forget all your failures. Forget all your failures and all your intentions and just get started. Now every lady in here is not exempt from this lesson today. We all need to get started, you know, and, and do whatever it is that is on our heart. And that can be things in your house or outside your house, or it can be the Word that you, good intentions, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time in the Word. I mean, we can do this concerning the spiritual realm. As, but to me, what he's been dealing with me about is more of the physical, in the realm of natural the natural life. So the word intention means, well, it has to do with our mind and our thoughts. Haven't we talked a lot about the mind and all of that lately? Well, all the time, basically. It has to do with our mind and our thoughts. It means to purposefully, this is intention, to purposefully intend to do something. Purposefully intend to do something. Now, when I go to bed, my mind will go over what I need to do. I'll lay there and I'll think about what I do or what I want to get done the next day. But all of those intentions seem to disappear overnight. I don't know where they go. But somehow or another, I forget them. And I have such good intentions at night when I'm laying in the bed and thinking about it. And I, get, I don't even get excited. But they, I don't know. They dissipate. When I get up and my feet hit the floor, they, it's like I never even thought of them. They just go somewhere. Okay. That verse 13 in Philippians says, where it says, reaching forth. One of the commentaries, I like this example that it gave. It said, it's like stretching out after the things in front of us to lean forward like a runner. You know how a runner leans forward? He says, lean forward like a runner in a race. The body bent forward. If we keep that position or mindset, we will only see the goals we've set before us. Because that's what a runner does. I mean, he stretched. What's he looking for? He's looking at the end. He's looking at the goal that he has set before us. And so he's saying that's what we need to do when, it, when that scripture says reaching forth. I press toward the mark for the prize of high calling. You know, have you ever heard the old saying, keep your eyes on the fries? It's got a lot of truth to it. And verse 14 where it says, I press toward the mark. The word mark here is to gaze at that which you have fixed your eyes and attention on. In other words, keep your eyes on the fries. Okay. So what is the prize in your life? What is it? Goals that you have set. Well, that's what it is. It's whatever goals you have set for yourself. That's your prize. You want to reach those goals. Amen? So just because you mess up, don't quit on your goal. Just don't quit. Refocus. Praise God we can refocus. And don't condemn yourself because that's so important. Because self-condemnation hurts <laughs> and we condemn ourselves and how many times have I apologized to the Lord oh Lord you know I'm so sorry blah 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 you know I, I meant to do this I meant to do that you know but just because you messed up I love this thought that I wrote down just because you messed up doesn't mean you are a failure you know what it is that makes you a failure quitting don't quit. And that's why I mentioned that self-condemnation, you know. 
I, I've done that. Like, oh, why did I do what I, why did I get this done? You know, well, like I said, all those good intentions dissipated. So I had, I had set a goal of eating healthier. Lisa, and what happened? I was doing so good that we went to Hot Springs to that ladies' convention. <laughs> Mary, y'all, you were there. Mary, I called you Mary. I'm sorry. Okay. Kim. Okay. So I was doing so good till we went to Hot Springs. But you know what? I was not a failure because I ate that Mexican food at, what, 9.30 at night or 10? Something like that. 9.30. But you know what? I wasn't a failure. I just messed up. And I even heard some of my ladies, I won't look at them, say they were really kind of actually miserable for eating that that late at night when they'd really, I mean, wasn't even that hungry. But boy, you know, we had to satisfy that flesh. And you get together a bunch of women, they seem like they want to eat. So what I had to do after all of that weekend, <laughs> I had to get back into the driver's seat. See, I was not a failure. I messed up. I was, oh, I was doing so good. I had not had any sweets in several days. We got to our room at the villa. There was these huge baskets with all this stuff in it, and a lot of it was little candies. I didn't want them. <laughs> I didn't want them. And my friends, some of our ladies that went to the meetings with us, when they stopped, we drove in the snowstorm Friday. It was, you, I mean, like a whiteout driving to go to Hot Springs up Highway 7. And so some of our ladies... Uh, stopped because we left at 1 o'clock to get something to eat. I guess y'all ate it in the car. Okay. Because it, we had to get there. It was snowing so hard. Well, uh, no condemnation. Remember we talked about that? But, so they ate their lunch. I'm tattletaling. <laughs> you, you just got to love ladies' Bible study. We are who we are. So when they got there to their condo, the lady that they rented this from sent them chicken salad sandwiches. And we had cupcakes. And you had cupcakes. <laughs> See, you are not a failure for eating two lunches. <laughs> you. you just missed it. <laughs> Girls, I'm talking about where we live, okay? So I just wanted to encourage you girls this morning that you were not, you are not failures. You just missed it, so get back in your driver's seat. And let's, let's whatever goal that you had before you got there with all these temptations before us, you can still reach your goal. You can still reach your goal. You're not a failure. Anyway, I just thought, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And these ladies needed a good laugh today. So let me see where I am. Okay, I'm back in my driver's seat. Oh, dear Lord. Satan came immediately after I got in my driver's seat. PJ and Chelsea and the kids showed up yesterday. Well, what do y'all want for dinner? Mexican food. The truck over here on the, by the railroad tracks. Oh, mercy. I'm still in my driver's seat. <laughs> okay. So, remember the old saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Have y'all ever heard that? I think mean, God just thinks we need a good laugh today. <laughs> but it really is. <laughs> good intentions. Good intentions never accomplished anything. But God's word will, and good works will accomplish something, praise God. So, we have to put legs to our good intentions. 
So we, so we will uh, keep moving forward. If we don't put legs or motion or actions, you might say, to our good intentions, then we've got to keep moving forward. And, and we will reach our goal. So there is no condemnation. I want to say that again. So time is very much a part of procrastination. The time you have right now will soon be a part of yesterday. And you know what? You can't get it back. You can't get it back. I just, I just love this word. I mean, I love the correction. And I love he does it with such a sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> If we don't watch, we will let the TV or a book or whatever it is that you enjoy doing while away our time. That we need to be doing whatever our goal was or whatever our purpose was for that day. And, uh, and a lot of times I've said this, well, I'll do that after a while. Time, I'll do that after a while. Isn't God good? Does it hurt? Nah, nah. I'll do that after a while. They asked a question. We had a panel at the ladies' convention in Hot Springs of all the speakers. And it was so funny because <laughs> the question came up to those before the panel about making your bed <laughs> before you leave your room. And they were talking about disciplines. I don't remember how that ever got in there, but remember it was women. And there were several that raised their hand that I, always, I make my bed every day. And then there were those that went, <laughs> not me. I do. I'm so glad to say, I do, I do, I do. I do before I leave my room, I make my bed. I like the way it looks. I do that for no one else but me. But we had a fun weekend as well as learning a lot. Praise God. Procrastination. If you ever walk out of that room, you probably won't go back and make bed because you're going to think, nobody's going to see this but me. But yet your intention was to start making your bed. I mean, I just use that as an example. It can be so many different things. You know what your intentions are. Yeah. Okay. So procrastination is one of the worst enemies of achievement. Putting it off. Putting it off. Putting it off. Let me give you an example. Do y'all like it when I show you myself? <laughs> A couple of days ago, I got my vacuum cleaner out. And took it to my bedroom and I said, I need to vacuum this rug, this carpet. It's still sitting in the corner <laughs> yesterday. And my thoughts were, every time I walked into that bedroom, I thought, I need to vacuum that up. There's, you know, little specks of this and that on that carpet. Well, when I got home, it was still sitting there. No, it hadn't been moved. Because... I kept putting it off, procrastinating, but I had good intentions. But it just seemed like those, those little specks of fuzz on the floor just stayed there. And so I started studying this last night. I want y'all to know, at 11.30 last night, I got that vacuum cleaner out of the corner of my bedroom and I vacuumed my carpet. I thought, if I, what would I... I'll probably turn the TV on or do whatever. Why not do what I had intended to do when I took that vacuum cleaner to the bedroom? Are y'all getting this? You're gonna, <laughs> your husband's really going to love you, isn't he? Okay, so I, I did. I want you to know my bedroom floor is vacuumed, and I have moved it to the hallway. <laughs> I have moved it to the hallway, and so when I get home this afternoon, if all my grandkids don't show up, and you know how that goes, if you've got grandkids, I'm going to vacuum from the hallway all the way down through the living room and the kitchen. Now, I said I'm going to do that, and, it, and I don't want it just to be a good intention. I'm going to make myself do it. 
I'm in the driver's seat. I'm going to do it. And you know what? It makes for a happy soul. I was so happy when I went to bed last night about midnight. I thought, that, that made me happy. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all just don't understand. <laughs> you do? Okay. <laughs> okay, let me see. So time is a part of procrastination. If you don't watch, like I said, it, a lot of things will interfere with why we don't do it. And sometimes there are legitimate reasons of why we don't get something done that we had intended to do. Now, I have no excuse for not painting the baseboards in my bathroom like I want to. That, that is, I have procrastinated concerning doing that. I mean, I've had the time. My goodness, I'm home alone most of the time. But just things like that that I keep thinking, I need to do this. This is going to be one of my, I even bought the paint um, about six or eight months ago. You know what I'm talking? I hope this is hitting y'all as bad as it did me. You know, don't you just, don't you just want to kick yourself sometimes when you just wasted a day? I mean, really wasted a day? Okay. You know, Proverbs 29:18 says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish." Well, let's apply that to setting our goals. You know, where, the, where there is no vision. You've got to see yourself doing these things or you're not going to do them. Let's just face it. We're visionary people. So, vision means, well, one thing that will help keep us from procrastination is to have a vision of the end result. I, I could see those little fuzz balls off of my socks disappearing. So I, I got that vacuum cleaner, hooked it up, and there I went. Okay, so vision does help us to see the end result, okay? So vision means to have a mental picture or sight. If you don't have a mental picture of what you want to accomplish, then you won't, you won't use your time effectively if you don't get a mental picture of that, Okay? We need to look at each day and think of what we want to accomplish today. Because your today is soon going to be gone. And you will not have accomplished what you had intended to accomplish. Okay. Let's see. Let's go to Proverbs 13. And I'm just going to read the first part of this because that's the, the part I want to deal with. Proverbs 13, verse 19a. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. I love that. And it really is. When we accomplish what we desire to do, he says that's sweet to your soul. Praise God. Um, if we don't stop put, procrastinating, our soul is never going to experience that, that uh, sweetness of accomplishment or of satisfaction. We've got to quit procrastinating. So here's God's word translation. A fulfilled desire is sweet to the soul. So this was before I even started studying this. I, di I did this. I laid in bed Sunday, I mean Monday night. I talked to my Father God. And I hadn't even started studying this. But I, I told him some things. And I, I wrote down some of the things I said uh, to him. I said, it was things that I wanted to see done inside my house and outside my house. And having had the physical attacks that I had had, I was getting to where I depended on other people to do some of that stuff. And I don't like it. I'm independent. And so this is what I talked to God about. I think this is why he had me study this. Now this, and I told him, I said, now God, Father God, this is my desire. I don't want to have someone else to climb up on that step stool to change that light bulb downstairs. 
I told him that. I mean, he's my father. And my thoughts had been one of the light bulbs went out downstairs. And to climb up on that step stool, the kids don't like me doing things like that, you know, because they think I'm old. And I thought, here's what I said. I can do that, and I will. I said it out loud. I can do that, and I will. And I did. I desire, this is me talking to God, I desire to rake the leaves and use that big old blower to blow off all the leaves on my deck. I can do that, God. I can do that. I did. I said, my, my youth and strength is renewed as the eagles, Father. I receive that. I know you want that for me. Isaiah 40 verse 29 says, this is me still talking to him. Your word says he gives power to the faint and to them who have no might. He increases strength. I receive that, Father God. I mean, we just had a wonderful conversation. Okay. And then in verse 30, Father God, you said, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall. And you know what he said to me? He said, I didn't say anything about getting old. Age has nothing to do with it, Bonnie. I thought, you said it, God. I'll read that again. He says, even the youth. He didn't say the old folks shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall. But you said, if I wait upon you, Lord, that my strength would be renewed, and I would bound up with wings as eagles. Lord, you told me that in your word. I, I, I receive that. And I shall run, Lord, because you told me I shall run and not be weary. I shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You promised that to me. Thank you, Lord to God. I just talked to him about these things. Then he had me studying this. Praise God. And I, lo I love what the Message Bible says about walking. It says, they walk and don't lag behind. Well, hallelujah. I mean, that means my shopping trips that I go on, that I'm going to go on. I won't have to lag behind anybody. I'm going to keep up with them. Amen. Why? Because my strength has been renewed. I receive it. You know, talk to yourself. Talk to God. So you need to write some of these things down. You need to talk to God about them. But I thought that was really interesting that I started telling him I can do that. You know, I, I, can, I, can, I can do this. I can do that. And my kids are always saying, Mom, you don't need to be doing that. Do y'all ever get told that? You don't need to be doing You do? You don't need to be doing that. They put the can't do it into us. And I'm telling you what. My youth has been renewed like the eagles. Amen? I'm, I'm excited about getting older. I'll be 82 in May. Now, y'all don't forget it. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. Now, remember my birthday's May 12th. I was born on Mother's Day and weighed 12 pounds. Wow. My mama got a blessing. A big blessing. <laughs> oh, man, I'm having so much fun. I love the word. Okay, the word wait upon the Lord means with expectancy. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength with expectancy. I expect my youth to be renewed as strength. I expect it. I expect it. And I tell you, body, your strength is renewed and you better receive it. Amen. So it means to trust in him and to put our trust and confidence in him. That word, that's where it says to wait upon the Lord. Glory to God. To renew their, listen to this. Listen to this. To renew their strength means to flourish again. <laughs> I'm flourishing. I am flourishing. Can you see that? Can you see yourself flourishing? Put your imagination to it. 
Don't look at you as being whatever age you are or going to be and how you can't do this and you can't do that. You, the things I used to be able to do. Well, it's because we speak it. Can't do that anymore. Well, we can start. We may not do it as well, but we can start doing some of those things that we've been putting off, even, even if it takes two or three days. Now, some things that I have been doing, I may have to sit down after I do them for a while, but then to get back up and finish it. If I have to rest, I, have, I need to rest. And I listen to my body. And, you know, if, if I ever get to the point where, <sighs> oh, Lord, you know, then I sit down and I recuperate until I can start breathing right again. And then I just start right back over and finish it. We're going to finish our course, in other words. Amen? Okay, so I, I'm just flourishing. I mean, my body's got a new life. Y'all may not know it. You may not can tell it by looking at me, but I am flourishing. But praise God. If the eagles can do it at old age, I can do it. And that's what they do. The eagles, when they get old, they fluff up their wings and their feathers and get with it. So we're going to quit procrastinating about some of these things. And because, listen, you'll get to where you can't do anything. Don't ever just sit down. And say, you know, just because of your age. Keep going, girls. Get something going. Okay. Let's go over to Habakkuk. Chapter 2. I have no idea how long I've been. Uh, chapter 2. Let me find it here. Okay, verses 1 and 2. I will stand upon my watch and set me up on the tower and will watch to see what he, God, will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. That is very important scripture. Habakkuk 2 verses 1. And the Lord answered me and he said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. And I do this. I, I, I practice writing things down so I can read it. And that is such an important step to you not procrastinating. Amen. Because uh, he says, write down your goals. And by writing them down, it keeps your goals before your eyes. And it keeps them in the front of your mind if you write those things down. And it's a reminder to you to what you need to do for today. So, um, whatever, I mean, practice writing these things down. And then read them out loud every morning. Now, I'm, go I'm just starting this. To write down at night those intentions, good intentions that I have at night. I've decided I'm going to write those down. And then when I get up in the morning, I'm going to read them out loud. Because by doing that, they're not going to dissipate. They're going to be a reminder to me to do that. And today, I'm going to vacuum the upstairs of my house. Hallelujah. That has not left me. <laughs> and y'all can ask me next Tuesday if you want to, if I did it. Okay. So read aloud every morning what you write down. And to me, that's very important because we do get busy. We do have things that interfere. But if we will read them every morning, and part of the Holy Spirit's job is to bring to our remembrance what needs to be remembered. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm making some life changes. Amen. I'm busier now than I think I've ever been doing, doing really things that God has put in my heart, okay? So read those things aloud, okay? Now then, I mean, your, goal, your goals and setting these goals or whatever you want to call them, uh, you, you can start on something. Just, just write it down and, and start. Just start today. 
And, you know, it can be something that you want done today or it can be something that, a goal that you want for a, a month away or a year away. What is your goal? Whatever that goal is. Don't make your goal so hard on yourself that you, you get frustrated and, can't, and you stop. Get back in the driver's seat. Get back in the driver's seat. So whatever, this is my goal for a month from today. I have a goal for a month from today. Write it down. What is it? And if you mess up, you're not a failure. You just messed up. Get back in the driver's seat. But I do, I do have some monthly goals, and I, I even have some yearly goals. But you have to stick, listen to this, you have to stick to the process of getting there. And that's where we get discouraged because if we mess up, we self-condemn and we, well, what's the use, you know? And so we've got to, you know, build ourselves up. You have to stick with the process of getting to the mark that you set for yourself. That's real important. Do y'all still love me? Okay. So... (laughs) Look at the goals that you've written down and get a good vision or get an image of what it is that you desire. You know, the Word of God tells us that He will give us the desires. And the desires that He placed in our heart, we can reach. We can do it. I can do it. And then I was trying to think what it was that I wrote down when I was talking to God the other night. I said, I can do this. And I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. See, my will is my directional ability. And so you, you know, make confessions and write them down. Give time for those desires to do whatever is necessary to reach your goal. Give time. Give time to them. This was for somebody. In the middle of me writing this, he said, this is, I thought, well, you're just putting that right in the big middle of everything, Lord. He said, well, this is for somebody that's going to be there. If God puts a desire of his for you to love somebody, someone, or to forgive someone, he says, don't put it off. This is like a word of wisdom or knowledge. He says, don't put it off. Get to work on it. Father, I know, this is what he said, Father, I know it is your desire for me to forgive and to love this person. Now help me. He may tell you to write a confession down and read it every day, and you do it by faith. He put that right in the big middle of me studying this morning. So that's for somebody, and you know what he's telling you, and and you know who it's about. Okay, now we're going on. We just entered that in. Remind yourself daily of your goal, of your goal. See, we've got to keep it in the forefront of our mind, in the forefront of our eyes. Okay, don't keep putting off till tomorrow what you need to do do today. Or you're never going to reach the goal that you have written down, if you keep putting it off today till tomorrow, till tomorrow, tomorrow, you're never going to reach your goal. Amen. So, to me, this scripture speaks of procrastination. And we're going to look at Ecclesiastes. I think I've got a marker in here, so I'm going to have to hunt for that. Wherever it is. Okay, Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 4. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. And to me, this is talking about procrastination. So the Message Bible says this. Don't sit there watching the wind do your work don't stare at the clouds get on with your life and and you have to let the holy spirit minister to you concerning this scripture the amplified says about ecclesiastes he who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow 
In other words, they won't do anything to get started on their goals. Distractions come. The Living Bible says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. One commentary said to wait for just the right moment to sow or to start the process will result in inactivity. To wait for just the right moment will cause you to, you know, be inactive. In other words, you will never do anything about your goals or what you need to do. And this is some... I, I like this. I, I've dug out some old notes of mine uh, on this subject that I had taught back, oh, probably 10 years ago or, or longer. And this is some things I wrote down. Name your days was what it was called. Name your days. And number one was, today is my achievement day. I'll give you time to write that down. I'm going to look up something here. Okay. Today is my achievement day. Okay. Number two was today is my victory day. I thought these were good. Number three, if I'm tempted to worry, I call that my peace day. Isn't that good? Number four, if your body is being attacked physically, call that your healing day. I'm giving you time to write here. If it is an addiction, call it your abstinence day. And you know, we have a lot of a lot of things in life that we're addicted. We're addicted to Facebook. We're addicted to drugs. We're addicted to food. We're addicted to, you know, whatever. So whatever that might be, call that your abstinence day. Uh, when we were talking about excuses, I'm going to read this out of this book. He says, 99% of failures come from people. Did I read this earlier? Come from people making excuses? Okay, then I've already read that. Seemed like there was something else. When a winner makes a mistake, he says, I was wrong. When a loser makes a mistake, he says, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Amen. Um, idle people lack no excuses. The word can't really means you won't try. I can't do that. And I thought that was so neat because I had just laid before the Lord and told him I can do this, I can do this. And when I looked that up in this book on excuses, I thought, well, he's really, you know, picking on me with the word can't because I laid before the Lord and I said, I can do this. I can do this. And I saw myself doing it. So Jesus had goals set before him. He really did. You know, Luke chapter 4, verse, let's just go there. Matthew, Luke, you know what it says, but we always like to put our eyes on it. Luke chapter 4, when he was tempted. Luke chapter 4, eight, uh, verse 18 Through 21, I think. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of, year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. He fulfilled all of his goals that he set. Every one of these things. He did, you know, he healed the brokenhearted. He, he told the, the 
people that were needing money how to get money. He, he fulfilled this goals that he had. And what I get out of that is I can fulfill mine. I can fulfill my, my goals. He has goals for every one of us in here. And one of those goals is for us to be an overcomer. Let's overcome those things. And as, as this book said, let go of whatever's stopping you. Let go. And let the Holy Spirit teach you what it is that's stopping you. I mean, he knows us better than anybody does, you know. And for us to achieve our goals, we have, we have to set some priorities and we have to set some boundaries for our life. Now, when we set those boundaries, the thing of it is, is we've got to stick to them. But, and at the same time, like I said, we can't get discouraged, too discouraged, if we do go across the boundary. Um, my daughter-in-law, one thing I, I, lear I have learned from her, which I'm working on because she has perfected it, she does not partake of dainties. She just doesn't. I don't, I, it doesn't matter what we have. I mean, she doesn't put anybody else on the spot. She just doesn't eat it. She just does not eat it. And look at her. She's so stinking pretty, it hurts. You know, she's got energy. I mean, she's been pulling up carpet in a rent house. And, and she wanted for Christmas two years ago, she wanted a cement mixer. Because she's going to be laying rock. She's a very disciplined individual. And I I've never told her this, but I've watched her lifestyle in some of this stuff. And I thought, God, I, I won't be like that. <laughs> you know, that's a desire of me to be that strong and have my boundaries so set that regardless, I'm not going to cross the boundaries that I set for myself. And it can be a lot of different things with different people. But you know what yours is, the boundaries that you need to set for your life. Write them down. And, and forgive yourself if you mess up. You're not a failure. Amen. You are a winner. Praise God. All right.